0: Welcome to Getting Real with Real Estate with Danielle Kemp and Jim Kemp, St. Louis's favorite father-daughter real estate team. Your source of real estate information in the greater St. Louis area. All right, well, here we go again.
1: Uh, welcome to the podcast. Yes. Hello there, hello there.
0: We got uh, a guest with us today. Brendan, thank you for coming on board. Happy
1: to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so we have Brendan Anderson with Heartland Mortgage Lending. Mm-hmm. Uh Brennan's here today to help us talk a little bit. We've been talking about rental properties, right, for the last several shows. Yeah. So Brennan's gonna kinda ha- help us talk about how you can finance those types of purchases. Exactly. So we're excited to, to, to get into that. To dive but,
1: into that. Yeah. But um, first,
0: first? Oh, first we gotta start with a joke. First we gotta always gotta start yeah, with a joke, okay. Tell Brennan so this, to introduce himself, oh, but sorry. we made a joke first, yeah. Yeah, and it goes in line with this, and then we can have Brennan introduce <laughs> himself. So Brennan, why did the mortgage lender go out of business? That's a
1: tough one. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. That I'll let you uh, give us the answer for it.
0: Lack of interest. That's a good
1: one. That is a, that is a very good one. Good thing that, uh, that's not really the case right now. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody says rates are so high, so they must have interest. Um, anyway. All right. So, Brennan, uh, yeah, take a couple minutes, man. Talk. Introduce yourself a little bit. Tell our, our audience a little bit about yourself. Perfect.
1: Yeah, things. so, um, yeah, I mean... My name is Brennan Anderson. Uh, I'm actually from St. Charles, Missouri, grew up there. And, um, you know, probably a big thing with me is that I've, uh, I grew up playing hockey since I was five years old. So I've always been like a team-oriented kind of guy, and I'm very competitive. So <laughs> I, uh, I'd like to kind of, you know, bring that over into the, the mortgage industry. But um, I actually went to Lindenwood my uh, freshman year of college, played hockey there. However, with being from St. Charles, Lindenwood was like 10 minutes away. Yeah. So, I really wanted to get like the full college experience. Okay. And so I actually transferred to Missouri State where I uh I played hockey there. I was the captain of the team there and then um wanted to, you know, figure out kind of where do I want to go with my career? Um and the big thing that I noticed is that like I really have a strong passion for numbers. That's uh okay. that's something that kind of just clicks with me versus, yeah. you know, words. I'm not the, <laughs> not the greatest with that, but uh, with numbers, I, I'm pretty good with numbers, so I, I ended up getting my degree in finance there. Cool. And um, you know, the the next side of things where I was trying to figure out, you know, where I wanted to go was, uh, you know, I have a strong interest for also helping people. Like that was kind of the, one of the big things too. Is like I want to have a career that I can actually help people in. Um, and the next side of things was I wanted to get involved into real estate because I did have a passion for real estate. My uh, cousin and uncle, they're both. Big real estate investor investors in uh florida so that's oh, kind cool. of you know where that kind of sparked my interest was i would go down there over the summers and they would show me some of the projects that they're working on um they've been very successful with how they do it and you know i was able to kind of see the ins and outs of like rehabbing a home all the different things that go into it mm-hmm. just to kind of get my footing inside of the real estate market and kind of what it was like there so you know i was thinking how do i combine all three and i was like Mortgages. That's perfect. Yeah. I got financing. I'm helping people, you know, accomplish the American dream of purchasing a home, and then also I um, am involved in real estate. So that's kind of you that's know awesome. where I how I came how up. How it with, all messed yeah, together. yeah. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, with that, I mean, that's pretty much how I got into it. And you know, with my history of it, I uh, originally was working with a correspondent lender, and you know, one of the things that is. I think most consumers should know is being able to distinguish what type of lenders there are out there. So I ended up working for a correspondent lender at first. Um, that's really kind of where I just got my whole footing into it. Mm-hmm. And the thing with it is that there, it was a newer like newer company and I, there was like no training. So it was one of those things where it's was like, all right, you're thrown right into it. Let's see how you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let's go. And so I, um, you know, ended up doing like my own research on my own on how, you know, things all work. Um, I mean, of course, you have to pass the exam to do that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I studied for that and had that passed. And then, you know, ended up uh, just kind of doing my own research on how to, you know, be better at what I was doing. And uh, YouTube's a big help uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in all times. You can find so, anything on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> YouTube's definitely a big help. If you have any questions and you want to see how it's done, you go to YouTube. Exactly. So, uh, that's kind of, you know, how I got started into it. And then, um, you know, the thing with that company is they, they're no longer around anymore. Um, they actually went under and you know, I was so new in the industry, I didn't really know why, you know, they were really going under. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, kind of at the beginning of really COVID mm-hmm. per se. And when the rates were so low, everyone was so busy and they just, they didn't have the infrastructure inside to be able to get the loans done quickly. Uh, so a lot of people got very upset with that. I kind of foresaw this whole thing going downhill. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got to go to a different company because yeah. they're not going to be a, around too much longer. Um, so that's when I actually switched into the mortgage broker side, and the mortgage broker side is a lot different, in my opinion, versus the regular direct lenders, correspondent lenders, and even banks. Um, there's a lot more flexibility in what you can offer, mm-hmm. and really, with being a broker, you can sign up with you know different investors that are catered to specific situations. Yeah. Oh, cool. um, so that's kind of uh, that was my next company that I worked for. However, with their um, things really kind of didn't sit too well with me how they the owner kind of worked everything, and it was really more of like an online type of lead based oh, uh, company. Yeah. And for me, I kind of like the personal interaction yeah. with people. Granted, I do a lot <laughs> of my we see you on the phone all so, the yeah, time. Yeah, so <laughs> I do a lot of my a lot of like talking, uh, you know, over the phone, and I don't necessarily meet as much as I would like with the clients. Yeah. Um, but that was part of the reason why I wanted to come into Heartland too is because you know I'm able to work with more agents, I'm able to actually be face-to-face with some some clients and uh, that part you know kind of helps solidify you know the the impact of being able to help people get into homes. Exactly. So then that's how I came into Heartland and um, you know the background on Heartland is you know they originally had another bank in here that they the owners of Heartland were not had any relation with. Mm-hmm. Um, they really didn't like how that bank was treating their employees and the people that they worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they eventually just, you know, kind of got rid of them and they ended up, you know, actually closing their mortgage side of that bank. Mm-hmm. So they saw the need that, you know, we need to start our own mortgage company mm-hmm. and be able to help, you know, the agents in the office and then as well as um, really try to grow something here because you know, with Bob uh, Bob and Mark and even Norm, you know, they yeah. love growing companies. So yes. uh, so that's kind of how they uh, started with uh, Heartland uh, Mortgage. And, cool. you know, with that side of things we're, were brokers as well, which, you know, really kind of sparked my interest. So when I made the transition, there was no like learning curve on the system because I was already do- using right. the same investors, right. Right same on. stuff for my previous uh, broker shop that I worked with. So, Perfect.
0: That's kind of that's a nutshell awesome. of how got uh, into the yeah, a nutshell so, uh, of
1: how I got into everything and how I got to Heartland. So it's a good fit cool. sounds
0: like Let's so yeah. help a lot of people. Well, that's awesome, yep. cool. So we like we mentioned we we uh, the last couple podcasts we've been talking about rental properties. So mm-hmm. uh, I know that Heartland has some kind of specific programs that help people when they're buying rental properties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe a little bit if we could, if you could kind of talk to I guess there's some a couple different avenues, right? Non-owner occupied. Versus owner-occupied, yep. right? That's one way yeah. of somebody doing it. It might be where somebody, we've talked, like where, you know, somebody had, they bought their first home, it was a small little two-bedroom, and then they outgrew it, and they hold it as a rental. That's, you know, that loan's already in place, but like somebody buying a rental, mm-hmm. kind of talk uh, talk us through a little bit, some of the programs that are available for somebody doing that um, in those two scenarios, maybe owner-occupied, maybe being one, and then like a non-owner-occupied. Okay, but,
1: so... I think probably the f- best thing or the first thing that we should distinguish would be the difference between a qualified mortgage and a non-qualified mortgage. Okay. In the mortgage world, we call them QM and non-QM. Okay. Um, with qualified mortgages, that's going to be basically anything that is being sold back on the secondary market into mortgage-backed securities. Yeah. Yeah. And with the qualified mortgages, that's you know typically going to be something either from Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac mm-hmm. or FHA. Yeah. Um, really, those are going to be the, the main qualified mortgages. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you know the qualified mortgages, they have more of a strict, I guess guidelines that you that that buyer is going to need to, to follow. Mm-hmm. When you start getting into non-qualified mortgages, those are going to be necessarily more property driven. It's not so much to where it's the buyer, it's going to be more property driven. Now yes, that buyer is going to need to have some, some background that they can you know pad that with but really whenever you're looking at submitting a file or a loan to underwriting really all they're trying to do is just paint a good picture mm-hmm. and be able to show them with the documentation of you know what's going on what you're doing and how you're going to do it um, so you know with that it really kind of depends on that buyer scenario mm-hmm. so for like the qualified mortgages, you know, you have, um, you know, non-owner or non-owner occupied, and then owner occupied, mm-hmm. um, and the differences between those two are really going to kind of come down to almost that down payment. Okay. Um, there are going to be like a little bit differences in some of the guidelines with them, mm-hmm. um, but those, you know, when you get into reading the guidelines, that you can you can honestly talk all day about that <laughs> stuff. So. Um, for the sake of uh, the podcast, I will try to keep it a little bit shorter than diving yeah. into all those guidelines there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for qualified mortgages, you can basically you can uh, purchase a property up to four units. That's, okay. the, that's okay. the max. When, uh, and then anything under that, you know, you're, you're pretty much good for a qualified mortgage. Gotcha. Um, one of the things that you know, probably most consumers don't realize is that if you're looking to do investment properties through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, um, even in some FHA cases, mm-hmm. um, you can really only have up to 10 finance properties in your name.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Oh. If you have, uh, once you're at 10, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they cut you off. They're like, gotcha. okay, that you're good on the investment properties. Yeah. And then if you're wanting to build that portfolio even more, that's when you're going to need to start looking into non qualified gotcha. mortgages. Okay. okay, that's good info. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with, uh, you know, with, owner occupied i guess what i can start off with that one yeah um traditionally kind of depending on the property fha is going to be your your better route to go is, um, is that
0: mainly because of down payment is correct slower? okay correct
1: yeah. that down payment's going to be lower and for anyone that's like first starting out to get into yeah. you know investing in properties right. i i would recommend like doing an fha loan mm-hmm. on like a two unit yeah. like living in one of them yeah and then yeah. and then fixing up the other one and kind of you know doing whatever you need to do to the property to get it ready for someone to come in and live in there um, and then that way you just kind of start on a small scale, yeah. and then you can get the repetition in, and and start working on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you know, you can blow into like you know something like a four unit that you know everyone needs work on, and yeah. So it, my like best advice would be just to really start small. Yeah, And, yeah. and kind
0: feet. of you got to get some experience. It, in exactly. Kind of yeah. managing those.
1: And too. one of the the characteristics that the non-QM side of mortgage lenders look into is your uh, investor experience. So, I mean, wow. if you're going to start off small with like a two-unit, yeah. that's that's you know, and go through FHA because it's the least amount down. That's that's probably going to be the best route to go because mm-hmm. now you're building your experience so that when you are ready to go into like a non-qualified mortgage, yeah. you at least have you know some skin that in the game yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can put with that profile whenever you're submitting it that's in to okay. you know just strengthen that file yeah. overall. Yeah,
0: that's good info.
1: Cool. So. Yeah, um, and then you know, with non-owner occupied, that's you know going to be uh, basically Fannie or Freddie um, for qualified mortgages. Um, you can't do an investment property that's just FHA. It has to be owner occupied. Oh, I got that. Yeah, that's one of the requirements for FHA.
0: And then the down payment is that? I'm sorry. You Go for it. But I was just gonna say the
1: down payment
0: on the non-qualified or the non-owner-occupied would probably be higher, I would imagine.
1: Right? Correct, and, okay. so I actually have it broken down here too because <laughs> I came a little prepared. prepared uh, So with uh, Fannie Mae, if you're gonna be owner-occupied and it's a one to two unit, you can put down 50, uh, 15%. Okay. Um, if it's gonna be three to four unit, it's 25, that's and that's awesome. with owner-occupied. Okay. Um, and that's also Fannie, Fannie Mae. Freddie Mac if it's a one to two unit it's still 15% down however for three to four unit it's 20% down wow, okay. so there's a little difference between the programs there yeah I got a situation that I'm working on now to where he thought that he could only put or he was only um, going to put 20% down however there's some issues that we're dealing through with credit to where Freddie doesn't like that case and so now Fannie uh, does, will take it, so then he's now required to put 25% down on that, oh, on that property. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so keep that credit score up is the moral of that
1: story. Keep huh? that credit score <laughs> up and don't have any lates on your current mortgage. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah, that the big thing. Oh, okay. That's a big thing. All right. Um, and then for investment properties where you're not you know, owner-occupied or anything, if it's a one unit, you can get down, you can get away with 15%. Um, if it's going to be a two to four unit, it's 25 um, for just investment only, not okay. yeah. any owner occupied there. Um, so yeah, I mean that pretty much kind of covers the. So, yeah, the, but
0: you're right. I mean, so like your advice to start with an owner occupied unit is really good advice because, man, you can get in there with as little as three, three seven. and a half percent. Three and a half. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. man, what a great way to go
1: if you. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other thing too that could be kind of. Extremely beneficial is like if that you know property needs some work done to it, and um, you know you are a the agent's able to get some seller concessions to help with that closing cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know then that I mean really you're looking at three and a half maybe even less to actually wow. put down. Wow. So that's a great stuff. Um, you know and then there's yeah. also some other type some other programs out there that you know you could get down payment assistance to cover some oh, of it. That. There's some that there's some lenders that will do. A second mortgage to cover the down payment, and then you just bring in closing costs, and then at that point, if you can get seller concessions, wow. you can almost you can get the property in, for like for free. Almost yeah, almost not <laughs> Yeah. So you guys yeah. have a
0: lot of options in the in the toolbox there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's,
1: cool. I mean, and you know, the thing that I really like about mm-hmm. the whole mortgage side of things is, um, you know, there's a product out there for everyone's type of specific yeah. situation. Exactly. So, you know, talking with someone that's well versed in all their products. That's where you know it's going to be extremely beneficial for that buyer, um, especially if you're working with like a broker, because some correspondent lenders or direct lenders they may not have those products available in their right. you know in their arsenal that they can give out. However, with a broker, you can actually go and sign up with different investors exactly. that do offer those types of products. So definitely, if it's a sticky situation, you know, speak with whoever your lender is, but. You know don't be afraid to reach out to a broker too because yeah, they, right. they can definitely do some uh, some things that most traditional banks and correspondent lenders couldn't do that's so. good
0: advice yeah. what, what about the somebody that wants to buy maybe a bigger property like you know say 10 units or something you know what i mean something like 20 units whatever so is that something that you guys are able to do as well you have programs available for that
1: so we do and with that you're going to start getting into non-qualified mortgages yeah, or right it's basically could be like a commercial loan. Right. Um, okay. so those are kind of like you know where you're going to start getting into that a lot of, and depending on the investor too. I mean, you know, one of our investors they put a cap on it at 18 units. You know, other inv- another investor that we have, they'll they'll go all the way up to 40, you know. So wow. it it really kind of depends on your specific situation, the property situation. To figure out which investor is going to be the best suited exactly. for that for that loan product.
0: Yeah, and we were talking about this before the show that there's so many different people out there that you can get your loan from, and like you just said, you just got to put it into that situation. You have to know your right. situation before you can figure out who mm-hmm. the exact lender might be for that one. which yeah. is why the broker situation? You can go all those different routes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that, I mean, if they have like a family friend that's a lender, you mm-hmm. know, by all means, reach out to them and you know, kind of just get their opinion on it, and if they're like, well, you know, we can't necessarily do that type of product. Mm-hmm. Then that's kind of where you can start, you know, looking online, trying to figure out, okay, where should, wh- where could I go that could possibly help me with this yeah. type of product? Right. Um, so, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the big thing. So the other thing that
0: I'm kind of hearing is, and you spoke to it at, when you introduced yourself, is you like to be face-to-face and talking to people right and to be able to really sit down and drill down on their needs right mm-hmm. and so those programs knowing those programs and those needs you're able to match them up mm-hmm. and you can't just do that if you're typing online to try to get your loan at Quicken or somebody <laughs> like <laughs> oh I can't say that Sorry. <laughs> oops but we'll, we'll bleep just, that out yeah bleep it yeah. out so I mean so it's that relationship that you build with your clients that, that helps to tailor the product that, that they one. need, right, to exactly. them, to, to get it to, to meet their goals, right? Exactly,
1: and and you know, the the thing that most people don't necessarily realize is how many layers there are to actually the, the whole mortgage industry. You know, right. whenever I was, you know, just taking like online leads, they'd just be like, well what's your best rate? And it's like, (laughs) all right, well, you know, I got a full list of rates here. How much you want to spend? Does it even make financial sense to even buy this rate? Or, you know, for your situation, are you short on cash to close to where, you know, you have a good amount of income that your debt to income ratio is fine and you're just short cash to close? Mm -hmm. So we can take a little bit of a higher rate to give you a credit. So like, you know, depending on their situation, you're really tailoring that loan to them. And like my philosophy with it is, you know i i always want to build it with you like mm-hmm. i'm i'm basically like the your assistance to get through each gatekeeper that we got to get through and i'm going to show you how we get yeah. there right. but at the end of the day it's you know it's your loan it's something that you need to be comfortable with and understand so that you know you you have a good uh, knowledge base on what you're getting into and what yeah. your obligations are with yeah. that right on
0: right yeah. wow, so that's cool well, man, we could talk for hours. Oh, there, yeah. There were some other topics we were going to ask that's you about, but I think we're getting probably about to where we should start that's wrapping up. That's but that's that's right. would you come on again with us maybe sometime? Oh, absolutely. Because we were going to maybe ask you some things about like renovation financing and even hard money. You guys offer that type of stuff?
1: So we do have hard money too, so, and it's okay. really going to come down to that, you know, property. <laughs> that's a whole and different, yeah. Investing. yeah, that's yeah, you a whole
0: different. And we could probably talk for hours on that. Oh, yeah. That's,
1: yeah. I, whenever I went through and I was answering some questions here, I was like, man, I got four or five pages <laughs> What
0: <laughs> well, would you mind, Would you come on again with us? Oh, and, and absolutely! Do That'd yeah, be awesome. We'd I enjoy it.
1: I love being able to educate you know the public and even yeah, the, my clients yeah. on you know all the intricate parts to the mortgage and you know just kind of giving them the guidance that yeah. they would need to have a full understanding of it.
0: Well, that's absolutely. fantastic. Well, man, we appreciate you coming on today. Yes, and uh, we'll do this again because really we do have we some have other, more questions on. We our got list. a lot more on our list that we need to talk about. So we'll do another show if that's all right. And uh, folks, I mean, if um, man, if you're looking to buy that first rental or that tenth rental, you owe or it to 11th. yourself or eleventh, <laughs> right, or whatever number, you owe it to yourself to talk to Brandon at at Heartland because mm-hmm. he'll do a great job for you. Yeah. So I guess with that, um, cool, if you're right. looking to buy some rental property, give us a call. Give we'll Brandon help a call. you find it. He'll help you finance it. There you go. Good team. Good team. team exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. until the next time. We're signing off. We'll see you guys Thank later. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Getting Real with Real Estate with the Kempf Team. Have questions about real estate or something you'd like to discuss? Contact the Kempf Team at 314-336-1926 or visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Kempf Team. Don't want to miss any episodes? Follow us on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. The Kempf Team. Real. Honest. Real Estate.